0: I'm sitting to the left of the preeminent uh, Glenn Stansbury. I don't know if that's even a word. Pre- pre-eminent. Pre- preeminent? 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 No, preeminent. Preeminent is a word. Preeminent is. Preeminent
1: yeah. sounds painful.
0: <laughs> yeah, preeminent. I don't know. <laughs> sitting next to Glenn Stansbury. We'll just, we'll just call that uh, what it is. Um... <laughs> Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast, uh, episode number three. Number three, lucky number three. Yes. Um, if you're still listening to this, uh, you're one of two. Well, no, three people in the country probably. Right. Um,
1: and, uh, and you're probably related.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. Because well, I was say I was going to say two, but I was. Gonna, I think we probably have at least one listener by now because we have at least you and me. Yeah, this we is two. listen. Okay. We listen to the podcast. Okay. And then there's probably a third person out there somewhere.
1: Yeah, uh, my wife is. Kind of listened
0: to it a little bit. Somewhat, she's listened to parts. We were two of and a half at least. Okay, so two and so we'll call it two and a half. Um, and we're we're back here after one one week hiatus because I, I took a trip to the uh, lovely town of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm. Um, good little town. If you're if you're listening from there, um, that would mean we'd have three and a half listeners, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> It's a great town. Love your town. Good to be back in Lawrence, but had a great trip. It was a good, good, little, good little trip I'm out there.
1: I'm glad you made it back. It's
0: yeah, I am too. It's like you had fun. Yeah. Um,
1: going going up north in the wintertime yeah, it's brave.
0: brave. It was cold. It was, uh, you know, Minneapolis during late November is not your typical vacation spot, but... <laughs> um
1: we felt all the snowbirds flock there. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: we wanted to make thanksgiving as painful as possible <laughs> so that's what we did um no but great town good to be back in lawrence good to be back at the podcast um and and yeah so uh i say we uh jump right in here um get in this let's do it uh so we're starting off the drink of the week, and this is a this is an interesting drink that I think a lot of people out there probably have not heard of before, Glenn. Well,
1: you're right and you're wrong, Brian, because oh, a lot love. of people have heard of this drink. They probably just don't speak English, all right? Right. Right. Okay. So yes. what we have today is courtesy of my brother, who is uh, teaching in uh, South Korea. Okay. And he sent a bottle, along with a few other items, South Korean items, but which is actually a funny story in itself, but... <laughs> He sent a bottle of soju, which is um, uh, which is actually the world the, the the brand that we have here is made by uh, Jinro, and that is the first um, like the top selling alcohol brand in the world. Okay. So it's actually really 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 popular, and um, and we neither of us have you had this before? I, I have not. I've never had this. My brother sent another another bottle. Of, okay. I, I, I don't know what it was that we had Brian and I actually tried tried it like about a year ago. Oh, remember yeah. that? that was, it yeah. was like it was like watered down milk with alcohol <laughs> and it uh, it was brutal. Um, uh, yeah, I I remember drinking that. Uh, it, it was kind of kind of like lemonade like a really cloudy lemonade.
0: Yeah. If you, if but you tasted if like you put vodka and milk
1: and lemonade together, yeah. that's kind of what it tasted and like. That's actually that's yeah. Pretty spot on Yeah. Cuz it's like a little anyway. Yeah. So we're hoping this is a little bit better, um, but yeah. it must be because it's the top-selling alcohol in the world. Yeah. So anyway, we have soju, and we'll, we'll put links up to this, but... Yeah. Um. So it's, a, it's uh, based out of South Korea, and it's... Uh, South Koreans have customs when it comes to drinking this, and mm-hmm. so... Uh, normally on the show, Brian and I would already have drinks ready before we right. got started. But one of the customs for drinking soju is that you are to pour it for the other person. Okay. And there are there are other customs too. But I I, I uh. <laughs> you have to get. <laughs> I didn't understand it's the. Whole ornamental stuff. dress. Yeah. And, like we, we bow yeah, and then exactly, we go, like, do the right. leg and, and then. Uh, oh wait, that's sumo wrestling. That okay. was right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so uh, I, I will uncork the soju right now. Okay. Well, hopefully yes. nothing. Okay. okay it's, there was this is, yeah. Nothing It's good Alright Let's take a little that smell out here right. Yeah Okay well, I won't take a smell Wow Whoa Okay well anyway yeah. The alcohol content um, Yeah what is the uh, Well this is where it gets tricky Okay uh, The alcohol content I don't know um. Because <laughs> you can't
0: read the label. Basically,
1: the it said, yeah, right. Basically, it said anywhere from eleven percent to forty-five. Okay. So it's quite know, a range. So like wine, or well, actually, wine's is probably twenty, right?
0: Wine or vodka is basically what we're about to drink. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. So well, and actually, I just wanted to mention a couple things because I, I I did look up a little bit about this drink before we okay. we before we pour. Okay. And soju is actually it means you know in a loose <laughs> translation, burned liquor. Um. So that's kind of interesting.
1: Uh, interesting. In a scary way, yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, so that's interesting, and, and also this was first distilled around the 13th century. Wow, it was the first time that they, they you know, wow, they, they did this so, very impressive. Very, so maybe
1: very... they're backdating the sale figures, so maybe like only <laughs> yeah. five people have <laughs> right. been drinking it for
0: right for the but past, you know, it's been there, you know, bourbon's like the, the 18th century, <laughs> so true. this is this has five centuries, Thirteen. yeah, on, you on head bourbon. start,
1: soju. So, All so right. um, yeah, um, uh, basically, yeah, my brother says i mean we I, we had no idea how to drink this and basically you drink it neat okay um, so here we go i'll pour yeah. I'll pour brian a little bit here excellent yes uh tell me tell me when oh yeah that's good. right there that's good Yeah. okay and all right
0: um, i will allow you i allow will to pass the bottle To yes oh that's wonderful
1: um um right so into, that's good yeah, okay, no, yeah that
0: all right we're Okay. okay. Well, we got uh, two 32-ounce cups full of uh, soju now. Yeah. Big gulps. Uh, big gul- yeah.
1: A couple uh, of big gulps. Cheers, cheers. to soju. Cheers the to most, soju. most popular
0: drink in the world. The most popular alcoholic drink in the world.
1: Yeah. Oh. Wow. Mm. It's, uh tickles the nostrils. Yeah, it really does. It's, uh, it's like a Swedish... Uh, <laughs> like... Uh, gin?
0: Yeah. It's got a... <laughs>
1: Which, ladies and gentlemen, Brian McKinney
0: uh, has an aversion to gin. So this could be an interesting. It's not. It's not too gin. I think of, when I think of gin, I think of like evergreen pines or something mm-hmm. like that. This isn't like that. It's 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 little.
1: Actually, you know, it's really pretty smooth. Which is, um, yeah, probably why a lot of people drink it really fast. Yeah. Uh, my brother was saying that basically, you know, you if you if you're in South Korea, not to belabor the point here, but if you're in no. South Korea, not only have you heard of this drink and you have like fifty stock in your fridge at all point in time but like they they drink it all like at any time well it's not it's acceptable to have it at any time well and that's
0: a well that's interesting yeah Yeah, you could always have soju and and i was thinking about that because it must be like that because it was the most popular alcoholic drink in the world um they must be drinking like 10 to 1 um you know which makes me think that south korea is a pretty hip place to be i might want to go
1: check this place Uh, out but yeah i don't want to offend any <laughs> south korean listeners that we may other, have yeah. but yeah uh, i think they do a lot of drinking the other thing uh, well that's yeah
0: um but the other thing about this bottle that i'm looking at um and you can look this up on the internet you can see a bottle of it but it looks like it's like a what is this like a 14 ounce bottle or something like is did, did, it coming like in a six pack or what? i have no idea okay it, um, it appears like this bottle. It looks like it comes in a six pack of right six uh, you pack know. of soju. You yeah, know? six pack of soju. Okay, uh, which you would drink in one sitting. Apparently, some people.
1: Yeah. Like. Uh, well, well, my brother said that you know, in, if you're in the, if we were over there right now, basically, so you would pour each other these. You would take the. They would be shots. Oh. And okay. you would just pound a shot. Oh, so then, it's a shot kind of thing. Right, but because yeah. we actually want to be coherent while we're right. talking about things, and yeah, you know, it's. Right. Right. It was easier
0: for us to do two glasses right. of soju. Right. Plus, so, uh, we don't
1: need any South Korean drinking games.
0: So. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's probably something we need to work our way up to.
1: Right. You know? You uh, don't want to start off... This, uh, is, this is a pretty exotic... Yeah. Um, ...pick for us. So. Right. Okay. But, you know, first impression is pretty good. I'd yeah, say I like it. Could be it's worse. Good.
0: No, it could be a lot worse. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so that worked out really well. I, I like the soju stuff. It's um, kind of refreshing. It is. It is. Um... Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Ed. Um, Thanks for sending Mm -hmm. us the soju that we are enjoying right now. Um,
1: He makes our fourth listener. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah.
0: If he listens, I it might be kind of hard. Four. In South Korea. A little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Um, We'll talk to him about that. Maybe we can bribe him into listening to our (laughs) podcast. Um. So yeah, that was soju, the drink of the week. We're going to be enjoying that throughout the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next, uh, moving on, we've got our featured site of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, and this week. Uh, we're doing a, a great site that that we love a lot. It's on gentlemen dot com all the time. Um, it's a site called Man Tested Recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the story about this site, Glenn?
1: Man Tested Recipes has been around for quite a while on gentlemen anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know that's who we found, that's how we found out about the site. Yep. Um, they have you know grilling recipes and. Um,
0: I've seen stuff like, you know, uh, bar food recipes,
1: like, you know, just like snacks and stuff like that that are, you know, manly ish desserts. I I, I have a problem. I'm, I don't, well, I don't have a problem with this, but I I think it's, it's hard to classify desserts as manly. Just, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if you could think of a manly recipe or manly dessert, I guess. Tell me about it. But I, 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 uh, I can't. Off the top of my head. I don't know. My girlfriend made me a whiskey
0: cake one time. It was okay, like a I bourbon based yeah. cake. You know. So there's some like kind of stereotypical.
1: Right, right. Brands, but, yeah. But still a pastry, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like that's kinda like what you would call somebody, you know maybe not you wouldn't call somebody a pastry. And look at that jelly donut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right. laughs> yeah. Uh
0: but yeah, I mean stuff like uh jalapeno poppers, I'm looking at a list of stuff, Hot you know, wings. chicken wings, uh, Hot and spicy nuts, even. I mm. mean, come on. So lots of good, uh, good fare here for, uh, for the manly kitchen. Um, but yeah, they, they've been around for a long time. They've, they've posted a lot of stuff to gentlemen, and we just wanted to give them a shout out. And if you haven't heard of man tested recipes, um, Google them, check them out, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, make some stuff and let us know how it is. Yeah. Um, I haven't made any recipes off of off here, but I've uh, I've wanted to for a while. So.
1: You know, I've been for the past two years. I've done an intense study on chicken wings. Yes, I, um, I'm aware of this. I've been. I've tried. You've been pouring m- over recipes. I, I, I really have. Yeah. I've kind of taken a break from it, but there's a restaurant like you know, a
0: forced break. Like your wife is like, you have to step
1: away from the chicken yeah, wings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. she's pregnant, so like this is this is not going to work. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Brian and I, we, we we frequent a a local establishment that makes possibly. The ma- the best chicken wings in the world.
0: This is a very you know arguable subject that a lot of people will probably be angry about if they were if if people were actually listening to this if they've never
1: been to Henry yeah.
0: Tees but they've probably never been to Henry T's. and well, we think that they have the best wings in the country yeah or the world well, I mean yeah maybe the universe I don't know
1: I mean as far as we I haven't know, had
0: Martian yeah. I haven't had Martian chicken wings but Martian yeah but. So that there's that there's <laughs> the, you know there's that possibility of the, the people on Mars yeah. have better chicken wings, but They're past the ranch until you. But the reality of the situation is until you have um, chicken wings from you know uh, another planet. I would say on this planet, yep, the Henry Tees is probably yep. the
1: best. Henry Tees, yes. So you're so, welcome, uh, Henry Tees.
0: Yeah, where are we going with this? Uh,
1: oh, oh, recipes, Man, <laughs> recipes manly yeah. recipes. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Well, anyway, so I've been trying to emulate they they make these wings are just uh, they're hard to explain and and you just have to taste them but yes. i've been trying to emulate this taste and it just it's not close mm-hmm. um you know so maybe
0: you go to man Tested recipes you check right. out their their wing uh, recipe right. and you get after that i guess okay well you know i know that you got pretty obsessed with that for a while and it's, i don't want to fuel that you know, whole obsession. So, if you need a few more weeks to yeah,
1: I'm gonna you know take your time. time soon. Yeah,
0: yeah, take your time and then then get back to that. But then try Tested Recipes wings, <laughs> uh, wing wing recipe. All so right, we'll do that. Okay. So anyway, Mantested Recipes, check it out. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of cool stuff on there. So good site. Um, good supporter, gentlemen. Love yes, those guys. Yeah. Um.
1: So Bri- yeah. Brian, this, I just had the soju is really kind of opening up for me. It's, is it? Uh,
0: yeah. Let me let me take it. It's kind
1: of like. It's like sweet water almost, and alcohol. Yeah, you
0: know yeah.
1: I mean? it's like
0: like, I you know after we had that last one, uh, the last South Korean drink that that <laughs> sent to us, I was expecting like a milky kind you know? of substance, and I didn't really know. This is this is more akin to like a, you know, a, a kind of light liqueur or something like yeah. that. It's um, it's pleasant. Yeah, it's it's very It'd be good crisp. on like a warm day. Yeah, yeah, it's very crisp and pleasant. So I yeah. can see why it's the top selling alcohol in the in the world
1: we'll drink it like water because it kind of tastes like water it does
0: yeah okay and we get thirsty sometimes <laughs> um okay so yeah now we're gonna talk about some uh some featured posts to gentlemen uh this week uh we had some really interesting ones uh starting off with uh, a good friend of ours uh from uh this 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 um this guy um I, I say good friend we're not really friends with Jean-Claude Van Damme I wouldn't say <laughs> I, I think would, we would be. I haven't, yeah, I haven't met the guy in reality, but, right. you know, I, I've enjoyed his movies for years. Yeah. You know, uh, movies like Bloodsport. Right. Um, which is a classic the, 80s. What's
1: the other, uh, well, there's a, he's there's in like, a bunch of,
0: yeah, crazy 80s action movies. Um, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, this, this, uh, post was, was submitted by, uh, Razorback from, uh, Gentleman.com. And, uh, this is it's titled "The Epic Split" featuring Jean Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. and Jean Claude Van Damme seems to be popping up everywhere doing splits um, in various locations. Really? I, I've seen another. I've seen another one of these where he's doing a split in a commercial, and it's not anything extravagant or anything, but it's just he's just like all of a sudden appears in this commercial doing a split, and it's part of I can't remember what a commercial campaign it's for. It, anyway, that, wow. I, I, I digress. Um, but this video is actually um, uh, a video of Jean Claude doing splits. On two semi trucks, um, while he's while they're driving in reverse, in reverse, yeah. Um, and apparently, it's it's supposed to be uh, showing Volvo trucks some kind of a feature that they have on Volvo trucks, like some stability steering, stabi- yeah. stability steering feature or something.
1: I think it's more a feature of the drivers.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I'm guessing though that the it must be stability in that they have some kind of pre programmed route that they're doing or something. Because there's no way two drivers could drive steady enough to.
1: I mean, if you watch the video, the drivers like look at each other and really? they're like they're like doing this and like <laughs> steady, yeah, <right>? yeah like, <laughs> like halfway through so like they they're like you get to see the drivers and they're like leaning <laughs> over like oh crap I hope he, you know like I mean I, I want to it feels like he should Jean Claude should be strapped in there somehow uh, yeah I mean so it starts out and you, it's
0: really focused on Jean Claude Van Damme and you don't really notice what's going on and there's like a voiceover. We're the background, it.
1: it's, like, moving a little bit, yeah, like we're gonna, in the water. We're going
0: to play clips of this, yeah. you know, audio okay. clips of it. But, um, so, you know, and he's giving, like, a voiceover monologue. Um, and then the camera pans out, and it's uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he's just standing. And the two trucks are driving in reverse. Um, yeah, pretty pretty good clip. I, I wouldn't say that's, a, that's not a very... Sh- 15 not, long yeah, long? it's not it's not very um, very slow, and he slowly they slowly pull apart until he's doing uh, vertical or I mean horizontal. Yeah, um, splits
1: at, <laughs> at, this, at sunset. No, at sunset. sunset, I've had my ups and downs, my fair share of bumpy roads and heavy winds. That's what made me what I am today.
0: Now I stand here before you. What you see, is a body crafted to perfection. A pair of legs engineered to defy the laws of physics. And a mindset to master the most epic
1: of splits.
0: On some kind of a closed, very flat flat road. And you're right, I'm seeing the two guys and they're... They're, like, intensive, whole, yeah, they're like, leaning over. Gripping the steering wheel. So maybe they are too real drive. I don't I, know. I
1: read somewhere that this is, I think, I, I don't I don't know where, but I think it was an original article or something that, um, because it, it made the rounds and all the sites. Oh, okay. And apparently it, it's, there's, like, videos on how they made the commercials and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be legit. Okay. So apparently um, there's no new movie magic in that. There's no CGI
0: going on I guess on not. I don't know. The well, might have lied. I... That would be the first time that had ever occurred. Yeah. But apparently it was a demonstration of Volvo's dynamic steering feature. So I, I don't know exactly what that feature is, but I am impressed by Jean-Claude Van Damme's splits across two semi-trucks driving in reverse at a quick pace.
1: Brian, I got to cut in here, All right. Yeah. All right. So Jean-Claude Van Damme is a noted... Uh, what, what is he... What kind of martial arts? Like kickboxing? I don't know. I'm not... Some,
0: some kind of martial arts. Okay, so... Jiu-jitsu or yeah, something? Yeah, something. Yeah. Something
1: not like karate, but... No offense to the martial arts experts that right, might yeah. be listening Sorry, to this podcast. Yeah. I, I'm just ignorant on the subject. Yeah, but, exactly. but I want to say that of all the things that, like, somebody who knew how to, you know, do crazy, you know, roundhouses and all yes. the kicks and everything, Yeah. he's noted for doing the splits.
0: Right, which is interesting.
1: Which isn't like... You think of manly things like <laughs> I'm gonna go do the splits, yeah. like horizontal all the way down. On now. a semi, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that, think well, of yeah. all the practice he had to do. You know, I just, right? I just,
0: no, it like, is interesting.
1: It doesn't seem like. Also, it doesn't seem like it would be that useful doing the right. splits uh, when you're fighting somebody. Well, uh, you know, it maybe like a dance fight. Maybe.
0: Well, I was gonna say <laughs> maybe ducking a punch or something, and then like, <laughs> uh, all the way and down. then like freaking your opponent out. I mean, because if you were in a fight with somebody, like a street fight, and like you go to throw a punch and the guy drops down and he's in full splits in front of you, I would probably just give up and run away at that point. Because if somebody does the splits in front of you like that, that makes you do- that does make you think that oh they probably are like a crazy martial arts.
1: They're in it to win it.
0: Yeah, at exactly. That point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you come to the game with that's your first move, then I'm probably I'm probably gonna turn around and say okay.
1: It's like the shot over the bow of the ship. Like, exactly, you know,
0: yeah. We're going to start with this. I'm going to try to punch you, and you're going to do the splits and drop wait, down.
1: Wait, before, before we get this thing going, let me just show you that I can do perfect horizontal <laughs> right. split. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, it's not really manly, but it, it could come in handy. I'm I not think. saying it's not manly. I'm just okay.
0: saying, yeah. to me, the first thing yeah. that, you know... It's not the first thing that pops into your mind. Yeah. It's doing splits. I would is, think like a punch or a kick. Right.
1: No, splits.
0: But if I could do perfect horizontal splits, that would be my first move. Just do them all the time. Yeah, in any situation (laughs) that it would arrive. You know, if I'm at Starbucks or something, getting a coffee. Oh, man, you dropped this. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right.
0: So there's all kinds of situations where it could come in handy, and you'd want to do it every time you possibly could.
1: Right. Even between two trucks. Exactly. Um, Even between two.
0: I mean, and He looks a little freaked out. He looks a little freaked out, and I have to say I would agree with him, because (laughs) from looking at the video, it looks like he could drop off and epically fail at any time.
1: Yeah.
0: That's asphalt that's, like, 20 feet below him. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but it, uh, thankfully, after pro- hopefully one take, I don't know, <laughs> maybe multiple. If it had to do multiple takes, i I hate to see what happened there. But um,
1: <sighs> in any case... Jean-Claude. Yeah,
0: it was a good... That was, a, that was an interesting video. And apparently Volvo Dynamic Steering is awesome. I don't know. Yeah. We'll never know. I'll never need to drive... Well, I don't I drive a Volvo, and I've never...
1: Was it just for the, the like the semis that they were? I don't know. Hmm. It's it's a good question.
0: Hmm. Uh, so it raises questions as to how effective that marketing campaign was. But yeah. That's for a discussion with us in Volvo, and we will address that with <laughs> them the next time where we have them on the phone. <sighs> yes. Um so the next one is um how to saber a champagne bottle. And this one was submitted by a guy that is familiar to the gentleman um, hmm. crew. Um hmm. It's a guy named Glenn Stansberry. I kind um, of forgot that this was me. So, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of yeah, yeah. It's uh, probably a little unorthodox for us to include a, a tack that that Glenn himself. Whoops. Um,
1: but sorry, guys. So,
0: but no, no, no. Here's the thing. It, it doesn't <sighs> matter who. It doesn't matter who submitted the link. It really doesn't. It, what matters is the content of the link. And we're very democratic. We are, you know, we're open. We to are. all kinds of different links that are submitted, and even you know, even if Glenn submits a link, we're gonna, we might include it on the show. It made, so, the,
1: it made the popular page.
0: It made the popular page. There you go. So the people like it.
1: The people need to
0: know. The people need to know. This about is this. important. And we're not gonna, we're not gonna discriminate just because Glenn owns the site, Half. um, halfly in, in a fifty percent sort of way. <laughs> um, I think yes. Um, but anyway, the point is. Um, this is, uh, this is from Man-Made DIY, um, and this is a, a link of how to open a champagne bottle with a uh, basically a sword. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So they go through this. and so The interesting thing about this link is that it, it, sound, it sounds like, oh, this is a, you know, how, how could you possibly open a champagne bottle with a sword? But the reality of the situation is they basically say, <laughs> excuse me, they basically say, take a champagne bottle shake the hell out of it, yep. and make it ready to be <laughs> popped open. <laughs> and then take an ex- an impressive, um, you know, uh, sharp object, such as a sword or a really big knife, and hit the cork with it, and it will pop off and be an impressive Yeah, display. you're
1: basically just, like, scraping the the bottle at a 45-degree angle. Yes. And then once it gets to up the glass near the cork, it yeah. just kind of lops it off. Somehow.
0: Yeah. You just hit the hell out of the cork with a sword, and it will... It will pop off. I mean, it doesn't even look
1: like he hits it that hard. No, he does.
0: Just kind no, of. Um, I should say that it, it lo- does look slightly dangerous because you, you at some point you're holding the bottle. So if you're holding the bottle, make sure you're not like grasping it around the like the neck of it or something <laughs> like that. Because there's a lot, there's really a lot that can go wrong with this. But this, <coughs> this guy's holding the bottle from the actual base of the bottle, which makes sense. Uh, which does make sense, um, and it seems much safer that way. But it's still you're still holding an object in your left hand and holding a sharp object in your right mm-hmm. and thrusting it along said object. Mm-hmm.
1: A combustible object. A combustible object. So, combustible
0: object. Object, so you got to hold on to it good too, because there's all kinds of stuff that could go wrong with this. Yes. Um. So it's one of those DIYs that I'm. I'm wondering, like, you know, the wisdom of putting it on the internet so that people could emulate it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it could be. I mean, the guy who's doing this is a uh, part owner of a big. Oh jeez.
0: Oh, so he's a professional saber uh, champagne. And yeah,
1: quarter. more. I mean, he's like a distributor. I mean, he 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 basically. He deals with wine all day long. Okay. And so this is... I'm guessing this is part of the stick with the okay, so the they, clientele
0: they, or something. They probably do this kind of thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's what he said. And he said you could use, you know, if you had a butcher's knife, like a big butcher's knife, you could use that. Just use, like, the blunt end. Don't oh. actually use the sharp end because okay. it will
0: just... Oh, cut, cut the cork off.
1: Well, it'll yes. screw up the blade of the knife. Oh, he said that whoa, whoa, whoa. saber is actually really, really dull.
0: Oh, I see. So okay. it just looks impressive. It looks but impressive. It's really just a okay. It's really just physics. Well, it's definitely it's definitely one of those things that is mostly for show because also in the video yeah. where this guy's doing this, like I think. of the champagne comes (laughs) out of the bottle onto the floor. Yeah. So you really don't have any champagne left over after you've uncorked it. Right, Um, right. So get some cheap champagne when you're you're doing this. Get
1: you some Andre. Some Andre.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Some mums.
1: Mums.
0: (laughs) I don't... um, Is that
1: Australian? uh, I
0: don't know. That's just off the top of my head. I think think that's a really cheap uh, champagne. I mean... Uh, inexpensive uh,
1: inexpensive we don't
0: inexpensive yeah, champagne right. maker in case anybody from mums is listening to this Sorry, Mom. yeah i i've had your champagne, I think before, and i've enjoyed it, but we would recommend that for savoring your champagne yes. if you're if you're going to savor it so okay, so uh you can use a large knife to take the cork out of a champagne bottle it's just not advised or um, very efficient
1: it's like a, it's like you just making a champagne fountain exactly
0: it's a fountain of champagne with a knife okay um the next uh, next clip we have here (laughs) which is actually pretty interesting um and this was submitted by uh Mark C um from Gentleman.com um uh it's called the four block rocket stove exclamation point it's a do it yourself rocket stove with uh it's a it's a stove made out of cinder and concrete blocks um so the whole idea is that hey, you have four cinder blocks and uh, maybe a uh, maybe a pan of some sort. Yeah. You can make a grilled cheese. Just put some. Just stack them in a certain way. Put a little bit of twigs in there, and then you've got a fire, and it's basically a little stove. Right. right? Using
1: using the aerodynamics of the 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 actual openings in the cinder blocks, you can kind of like channel the air. Right, and it's pretty clever. It is. <clears throat> um, and I thought it was really clever. Mm-hmm. And I actually posted this to the gentleman Facebook page. Oh, okay. And immediately got some comments like, hey, this is a fantastic idea if you want it to explode on you <laughs> like burning concrete shrapnel. So apparently um, one thing that was failed to mention in the video um, is that cinder blocks are combustible at high temperatures. So when you're making a rocket stove... Uh, <laughs> It might actually be a rocket, right? It you might, might shoot out and <laughs> do hit you it in the face. D- a double entendre there, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> two meanings to the uh, so. Anyway, but it is pretty interesting how he, he stacked the the yeah. concrete blocks, you know, and didn't so, kill himself. I think
0: this shocks us up, too. This is a good idea, um, except we can't recommend actually do it. Much like the Sabre uh, champagne right. on unlo- un- right. forking. Right. Um, Looks
1: good on paper.
0: Yeah, but yeah. having several cinder blocks blow up in your face while you're trying to make a grilled cheese is probably not a good way to spend a Saturday afternoon.
1: And, yeah, and one of the best parts of the video, he's, he like, he's like, oh, I think I got it too hot. Then he flips over the grilled cheese, and it's like... <laughs> It's it's just a volcano. It's I mean, busted. it's like a black. He's oh, like, oh, I think I, I, yeah, think I put, too food yeah. Yeah, put too much fuel in there. Yeah. I put too much fuel in there.
0: So it's a very unpredictable stove, apparently.
1: Yeah, it'd be hard to regulate... Yeah, uh, the
0: temperature on it, so... Also,
1: the blowing up. So check your... Yeah, (laughs) check
0: your grilled cheese often and make sure it's not going to blow up. Probably stand at a safe distance. This isn't useful at all, actually. (laughs) It's not helpful.
1: It's it's an interesting idea, though.
0: (laughs) Kudos to the guy for for trying. Yeah, and not dying. Trying and not dying. There you go. It's like a
1: Darwin... It's like the anti-Darwin award. Exactly. He Um, made it. He made it. So, yeah, it's good not job. a very deep, uh, thought-provoking link, uh, but it's but
0: still... It's still interesting to think about. And, <laughs> a, and a good lesson for all those people out there that are doing stoves with cinder blocks. They may be combustible at some certain temperature, or so... grilled
1: cheese. <laughs> so don't... <laughs> I think it was just like a charcoal briquette.
0: <laughs> okay, so maybe don't try that one at home, just in case, folks. It um, could be dangerous. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to get up. You're, yeah, we'll still link it up. Yeah, we'll still link it up. Just for informational purposes only. Strictly for informational and educational purposes. Um, okay, so so next up, uh we have something that was submitted by Zamus. Zamus. Um Zamus is loose. Zamoose is loose. And this is um this is Danish archer uh Lars Anderson uses ancient techniques to shoot arrows faster than anyone in the freaking world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and
1: it's not a false advertisement. No, it's people. not.
0: This is- it's not. Um, this one is interesting. Uh, the, the particular video they're talking about here, they uh, they set up a scenario where <laughs> he gets uh, the uh, <laughs> Lars Anderson gets one of his buddies to drive a Harley Davidson motorcycle at a pretty uh, pretty quick pace. Yeah, um, and they fly by a few targets and, and shoot all of them within three seconds or something like that.
1: Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's riding on the back of this guy on a Harley and uh we'll we'll link to the clip and everything but uh it's it's pretty impressive um drive by archery
0: yes, um so they're moving at a pretty quick pace, and the guy pulls out you know he he can hit you know he does one target first because um, they'd never tried this before, and then they ended up doing three targets um, yeah. successfully uh which is pretty impressive. Uh, the other part of this video well it's not a, not a part of this video but um, they also show how apparently like this guy uses like techniques from yeah. like centuries ago or something to yeah. quick shoot uh, things um, Oh sorry three targets in 1.3 seconds so um, pretty impressive there um, but yeah they, they show uh, they show another video subsequently in this page that um, where they show the guy using uh ancient techniques to like quick shoot uh I think he said like seven arrows in in like 3 seconds or something like that
1: pretty ridiculous
0: um and and basically what he does is he holds all the arrows in both of his hands and shoots them simultaneously so he doesn't have to reload um, right. with all these different motions um and he shoots them accurately super quickly um, and he's faster, apparently, according to this video. He's faster than Legolas in uh,
1: the Lord of the Rings. Movie. What? Okay, but definitely, so. final count forty-two. Forty-two. Oh, that's not bad for a pointy-eared Elvish princeling. <laughs> I
0: myself am sitting pretty on forty-three. <laughs>
1: He doesn't Legolas, have
0: elven eyes. Legolas isn't uh, using this ancient technique where he's holding all the arrows at the same time.
1: Yeah, this guy's in a warehouse, though. Legolas yes, was, like, in Middle-earth.
0: It's true. Ugh. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances around Legolas' wow. uh, bow and arrow shooting there. He did? So. Yeah. And it is a movie, so you... you I mean, Well... They, they have to, you know... They, they have to reload the arrow because it makes it look more... They have to make it more suspenseful. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't buy it. Okay. Well, you know. I, I, I mean, you know, good for Good for Lars, but. It's good for Lars, but it's hard to say, really, what that's happened. That's a leap. With, Better than yeah. Legolas. <laughs> what happened with Legolas when he was fighting in Middle-earth. Right. Yes.
1: He might have been going at half speed.
0: Yeah, exactly. You, you know.
1: Could have been dogging it.
0: Right. Right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So, quick archery um, guy. Pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it's pretty I cool.
0: Think. Yeah. Okay. Um all right so uh next and, and, and finally for the uh the interesting posts to uh Ooh. to gentlemen we have uh this was submitted by razorback um and uh this is 11 terrifying kids from vintage ads um uh, <laughs> and uh this is interesting uh, the 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 oh, the uh the top the the front one was
1: uh <laughs> It's like for bread, I think. Right?
0: Yeah, it's um, you know, vintage ads are just goofy anyway. They are, um, and some of them uh, include young children.
1: Uh, weirdly, their 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 expressions on their faces are just bizarre. Uh, uh, you'll have to just visit the link to know yeah. what we're talking it's, about. Uh, it's, and it's the good. captions above each of them are great. Uh, yeah. That's just weird. Well, that's weird. Um, um, so they they so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they basically find these advertisements where these kids look very strange and bizarre and they're they're all um kind of uh they're not some of them are photos but some of them are actual illustrations, and the illustrations are quite frankly very frightening looking some of them are um, photos yeah uh you know um like the yeah okay, yeah, some of them are photos <laughs> the this- Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Um, whoever whoever's blog this is, they they uh, captioned them with kind of frightening uh, phrases. Yeah, there's a
1: baby with a razor? Yeah. And it's like, it's supposed to be a safety razor. This what? Uh, uh, which I don't know. This the, one, this was just the weird.
0: The peanut pie one, which <laughs> I don't, peanut pie is frightening of itself. I don't understand even what peanut pie is, but there's. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, we're gonna. gonna go yeah, go look. But the kid um,
1: with the pork and beans is Probably the kid with the pork the, and
0: beans is the worst. It looks like he's very um subversive. You know, he's got this very subversive look on his like he just like his parents and he's having some bad yeah. camp's pork and beans now to celebrate.
1: Beans, beans, the magical fruit! You know, oh, he's man. gonna
0: Yeah, he yeah, he took his dad's He's, his dad's cap, and he's eating some Van Camp's pork and beans to celebrate the murder spree that he just went on. That
1: little scamp.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, interesting, interesting, and frightening
1: link. Um, I think it was probably something for Halloween and got so popular and kind of left over that <laughs> it must have. We're, we're having Thanksgiving leftovers right now. And why
0: is that? There's a why is there a
1: baby with the Gillette safety razor? It's safety. Even a Baby can shave. Oh, its face. okay, that makes
0: sense. Even, even okay, as, but. Yeah, okay. It's like,
1: I just don't know what... I you
0: mean, don't want to put sharp objects in a baby's hand. I wouldn't. Well, that's not what I would do.
1: Back then, you know... That's true.
0: It was a rougher time. Maybe babies did have, like, facial hair at a young age yeah. at that point. You know? It was like, you know... Yeah, it's not like he gave him the
1: straight razor, Brian. Well, Jeez. that's true.
0: Yeah, he's got the safety razor. I
1: mean, look at the ad. It says, uh, here, let's pull it up here. It says, uh, won't... Uh, what's the actual wording here? No, no stropping, no honing?
0: No honing. No stropping, no honing. Is that I, a moaning? I don't know what... Huh? Huh? I don't know what stropping is.
1: I think that's when you take the, the leather and you're... Oh. Oh, shirt. really? I think so. Okay. This could be where I'm making up uh, something. So we have I, I have that, no idea what you're talking about. Hold on. Let me uh, Wikipedia this real quick
0: here. Okay. I, stro- yeah, we have to know what stropping is because I'm I'm curious now. And... I'm not exactly sure what. Well, honing it's with, a
1: finishing step in sharpening a blade. Oh, okay. So I was actually you were actually correct. Yeah, I'm it's a flexible strip of leather or canvas. Was it just like finish it off? Okay. Well, you, yeah. You're, so you sharpen it and you just kind of do that to uh, polish the, the blade.
0: Oh, so to make it look shiny. Okay. Yeah. Well, in any case, um, this baby is very happy to have the Gillette Safe Razor in their hand. Yeah. So he's
1: okay. happy. He's happy. He's really, he's happy not to have to strop that straight razor. Exactly. Or hone I mean, it. Right. Or hone it. Yeah. He's got this nice, safe, double razor.
0: And he's got the shaving cream all over his face and he's ready to shave away.
1: With a weird looking hat.
0: I still think that baby could cut itself with the Gillette safety razor.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, babies can cut themselves with any razor.
0: Not even razor. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. They could, yeah. could look at that
1: razor and cut themselves.
0: Yeah. They could cut themselves the D V D if you gave it to them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this this these these links were kind of they're all like um, cautionary tales about what not to do with different objects.
1: Yeah. We got the we got the sharpshooter, yeah. we got the uh yeah. the baby and the
0: razor. Okay. Baby and the razor, <clears throat> we got the cinder block stove. Cinder block. Yeah. yeah. We really Yeah, we did. Okay, so don't do any of the things yeah. that we just talked about. Definitely do not do them. Nope. Um, only for educational purposes. Um, okay. Well, so yeah, those are those are some interesting posts from Gentleman.com and I should say at this point, if you don't know what Gentleman.com is, it is a website that Glenn and I created um, about manly stuff.
1: Manly stuff. Yeah. That's about all we can say about that. Yeah. Other than... People seem to like it.
0: Yes, and um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, go to com, Go to Twitter, uh, Facebook, a bunch of different social stuff out yeah. there. Um,
1: this is yeah. This is actually so. Probably what we'll start doing in the future is we'll we'll actually start polling people on Facebook and and things like that different questions that we'll sure. have for the show yeah. during the week. This is actually being recorded. It's not the podcast actually isn't out yet. So yeah, we don't. <clears throat> We're we're in the future. Top, yeah. We're this is future Glenn and future Brian. Yeah,
0: future Glenn and future Brian. So,
1: okay, wait. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of?
0: Sixty-nine, dudes. (gasps) <gasps> yeah future glenn and future brian so um yeah so but get in touch the with this <laughs> yeah exactly, seriously um the year 2015 <laughs> two men sit on a couch um the same couch the same couch but um yeah get, so get in touch with us any way you feel please uh i'm uh, glad to take your questions comments uh anger um, any of that stuff? Yeah, we're Ryan, looking forward to it.
1: You're looking low on your soju, right? I
0: would, you know, I was, I was, I was wanting some more soju, but, but you can't. I dis- can't pour it myself. Nope, I got to do it. Yeah, so exactly. So I'll do it. If them. you would give me a little bit more soju, there. Oh, excellent. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's good. <laughs> okay, excellent. Thank you. Um, i How much we yeah. have left here? This. Is, oh, oh, I almost I forgot. This is another uh, thing of etiquette. For, okay. For thing of etiquette, this yeah. is another um,
0: uh, etiquette uh procedure procedures yeah no, procedure it, it's a procedure to etiquette procedure. guideline guidelines
1: you supposed you can't fill it up when it's not empty. You have to drink it all, and then you fill it up. Uh huh. So okay. you had done that, but I, see, you'll see, you see that I yeah, have. You still have not. So we'll have so to we wait have, yeah. um, until I finish this, and right. then we can. Okay, uh,
0: I like that etiquette rule. Actually, that's nice. Because you, you know, when something like you know, like you have a half drink, and then waitress comes along, like you want something else.
1: Yeah, and yeah. It's like no, I'm no, I'm. You know, does
0: it look like I want? something Yeah, enough? exactly. I still so got I some soju right here. Exactly. Right. Uh, so
1: my brother made it sound like. Uh, that really those regulations are just so people drink a lot. <laughs> um well, Basically what it comes back to. Like if somebody, yeah. like if your coworker or your boss says, mm-hmm. hey, we need to go out to the bar. Right. You go out to, like, you don't have an option. It's like. All right. He's say really you go, saying, course. let's go right now. Oh, okay. To the bar. Right. And um, drink it's not a question. Yeah. You were going to the bar and we're going to drink Have several all soju's. Yeah. Several soju's. Okay. Um. Anyway. All right. That's Just interesting. A, yeah. Diet diet
0: diet I, I, you know, I'm interested. This is, this is a whole new world I didn't know about yeah. South Korea. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: goes down smoothly. It's got a little bit of a, a, little bit of a bite. It's like a sweet bite. It's hard to explain. It
0: is hard to explain. It's, it's, it is, I, I do enjoy it though. It is enjoyable.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. you know.
0: Okay. Well, moving on. Moving speaking on. of, speaking of soju mm-hmm. and our drinks, we've got a toast of the week. Up now, ah yes. And this is a this is a this is a good toast. I, I like this one. Um, yeah. um We're gonna we're gonna do a toast to Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, we we've done Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. We've done a couple other people. This is a little bit a little bit different, but we love this guy's films. Um, you know, Bill Murray. He's he kind of got to start with Saturday Night Live in 1977 and. Uh, his first film was actually Meatballs, which is really? a kind of a forgettable uh seventies, maybe like early eighties, like kind of yeah. screwball comedy. That's a Mel Brooks, thing. right? I don't know Meatballs. No,
1: Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Is Mel Brooks. Members, yeah.
0: Meatballs is like uh I don't know. speedballs is like lowbrow bad oh. comedy oh. from the 80s you know the 80s was weird it they was had, weird they, they had like meatballs and you know all these weird comedies that were like porkies porkies yes Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I was thinking yeah stuff like that okay um, so this
1: is the same vein of.
0: The yeah so that was meatballs but that was just the start of his career right 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 um, he went on from to, the ashes yeah, from, <laughs> yeah Yeah. he went on to star in, in films such as Caddyshack mm-hmm. Stripes mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic movie. Ghostbusters right what about Bob? Groundhog Day, Scrooged, uh, movies like Rushmore, which is a more recent film than he did.
1: Very polarizing movie.
0: They, yeah, well, it was. But, you know, I'm a fan of Wes Anderson stuff, so... Yeah, me too. Um, Rushmore was good. But, yeah, and, and this guy, he's had a long career. What did you think of Lost in Translation? I liked it. Um, I felt like I really appreciated the fact that Bill Murray was in it, because I don't think anybody else got it. That was, played. like,
1: one of the first indie... yeah. Big big indie films, right? Yeah,
0: and it, and he took kind of a risk doing that because it was outside yeah. of what he normally did, and he and, and it was really kind of about. I mean, that character was Bill Murray. You know, it was kind of like the aging, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. movie star that was in these weird situations, and
1: <laughs> though Bill Murray puts himself in those weird, was, like I in guess. real life, he yeah. is
0: bizarre. I heard something about him, like, uh, like he went someplace and he was like uh, he. Some college kids invite, invited him to a house party, yeah, and, he, and yeah. he went over there and drank yep. a bunch with them, and then he, in the morning he was, like, doing dishes in their in their parents' <laughs> sink or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: and so, I mean, the, pretty awesome. The, he he just seems, he like, now he's just known for showing up and doing, ran- like, he was, um, I think it was a golf tournament, right? He's Remember a big that? golfer, actually. Oh, he is a big golfer. He is, yeah. So he went and, I think he heckled... What did he do? Oh man, this is this is mm, it's a little fuzzy. But this was on Gentleman, I think. Oh yeah, like in the early. Oh uh, we... well, go ahead. I, I, I'm trying
0: to remember. Yeah, there's something about this. I can't remember what it was. Um, but he apparently he is a big golfer. Mm-hmm. He's been a big golfer since Caddyshack, I guess. Right. And he's <laughs> uh, so he's 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 big into golf. Um, that's just one of his things. Um, but I mean, yeah, and and oh, one of the things I wanted to mention about this guy is that. He actually stars in one of the most important films uh, in the history of. Gosh, I mean, I don't even know how to to to, to talk about this film. Uh, I, I don't know it's called that. Kingpin.
1: <laughs> Kingpin,
0: uh, of course. Yeah, pink, he's Big Earn, Big in, Urn. in Kingpin, which you know, uh, <laughs> best come over ever. But yeah, very influential to me. You right. know, um,
1: it was very. I was very impressionable in that. Yeah, the time period I was well, I think yeah. I was in 7th grade yeah and it, it it shaped me
0: yeah with oh man well I mean especially the scene where you know this one really hit home for me is when you know the uh, Woody Harrelson's <laughs> character uh, he, he's just it, he's been put big urns put him up to scamming some kind of uh, you know bad characters you know like yeah. maybe some mob type characters yeah. or whatever an evil priest and all these things and um they go back out to the car and they're trying to take off and uh you know
1: what did i tell you what did i tell you what did i tell you this this feels weird are you are you sure this is legal
0: i don't know it's fun though isn't it
1: what do you have sugar for mr mccracken Didn't I tell you to call me Ernie
0: or Big Earn? (laughs) It's my morning coffee.
1: Get out of the car, wise guy. What do we do? Sometimes a bowler just has to face the music. Come on. There. Let's go. And that bowler is you, right?
0: this <laughs> um but anyway bill murray A toast to bill murray with Sunju oh you're soju. soju soju are you are you're i
1: i was gonna say anything ah i must I yeah i have to replenish by here, soju. south korean law I yeah cannot, exactly okay well, we're gonna get this
0: figured out before we uh, get you uh, okay there we go all right <clears> so toast to bill murray bill murray yes Clink. okay okay Oof. yeah it's actually starting. It's starting to grow on you now. Actually, yeah, I'm liking it more. It's, it's got like a pear, taste pear, yeah. yeah, like a oh,
1: sweetwater pear. Yeah,
0: sweetwater. That's a good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> okay, so uh, next up, we got uh, top our weekly top five list, and this mm-hmm. week we're gonna do we're gonna do something a little bit different. This is an interesting one. It um, is. I feel like uh, this is the top five manliness um, expeditions of all time. Yeah. And there have been a lot of manly expeditions out there. Oh, there used to be a time where a person could have the job title of adventurer. Yeah, you know, you used Man, to be, those were the days. Yeah, exactly. You used to there used to be stuff all over the world that you, that was yet to be explored. <laughs> yep, and you could be, you know, I'm an explorer. That that's my job title.
1: I'm not a web developer. I'm an explorer. I wonder how you you come across that profession. Like, I hey, think you just
0: I think you just declare yourself one day. You say, <laughs> I am an explorer. Like when somebody asks you at a dinner party and they say, what what do you do? And you just say, I'm an explorer.
1: Huh. It's like the modern equivalent would be like, I build websites. Yes. <laughs> I am a marketer. I'm a, I'm a social media expert. I'm a social media expert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, social media expert. Yeah
0: I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're probably not listening to this. Because,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know. Some are awesome. Yeah.
0: They're very, there's a lot of very good ones out there um but anyway yeah so uh but so this is the the top five manliest expeditions of the time and i have to say that i yearn for the time where i could have uh, quit my job and become an explorer i don't know how i could have done that but maybe it was possible back in the day
1: that's what i'm saying like how did they like uh, how do you get paid to i don't think they got paid to do or it. How do you get resources? Maybe grants? I don't know.
0: I don't know how that works. Maybe there's still grants out there for some great unknown territory.
1: If you are an adventurer and you are looking for a grant yes. to go adventure yes. somewhere, mm-hmm. let Brian and I know because we will make this happen somehow. Yeah. I mean, we personally won't make it happen. No. But we know people. Yes. We, we, we know some people.
0: Yeah. We know a few people.
1: But we could also, you know, we might put something on a gentleman.
0: That's right. We could post something on a gentleman about this. Um I have to say though going into this list of people that did these explorations and adventures, I don't know if I would have had the nerve to do what they did. Yeah. My ex- explorations would have been probably more limited by my fear of dying than yeah. these guys. Yeah. Um which I think all of them have in common is that they, you know, they threw they threw aside their fear and just did what an adventurer would do, which Third? is go out into the unknown and come back alive. or any way they try. could or try. <laughs> well, all these guys, all these guys came back alive. And, but there's a lot of guys that didn't yeah. in situations like this, so.
1: So it's a high risk uh high job risk
0: title. High risk, high reward. <laughs> that's that's what it Really? Is. I mean,
1: was there I mean, I guess we're well, talking about we're, it now. Not monetary. Re- okay. Reward. But I yeah. mean, we're we're talking about them, you know, these guys. Maybe maybe the so, women found them more attractive, I don't know.
0: I, I would hope so. Yeah. If you go to a dinner party and yeah. you're like yeah, I you know swam across the English Channel. Yeah, you know that's better conversation than. Well, yeah, there were sharks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stingrays not a problem. You know, um, but anyway, so yeah, let's let's get into this list. Okay, um, and I should say about this, like we say every week, um, this list is we we scientifically um, mm. we absolutely quanti- quantifiably. Mm. Found the the top five manliest expeditions of all time, yeah. Yeah. and if you disagree with this list, that's fine. We're just saying that we we have the absolute and quantifiable top five most um, manly expeditions, yep. and this is scientifically proven. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. you are wrong
1: if you disagree. Right. And during our research, there was actually a flood, and the mm-hmm. the data that we had got yes. destroyed in the flood. It did. Um, so we can't produce so any such data. It would take a long time. Just but, take our word for it. But us. you're going to have
0: to take the word that this is actually the top five mainliest um, expeditions of all time. So coming in at number five,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, we have... Th- this is this is probably something that a lot of people maybe haven't heard about. And it sounds... It has a weird title. It's called The Contiki. And um, I know a little bit about this. This is... Um, I actually watched a movie about this. Um, oh, Really? Uh, This guy, Thor, and I don't know how to... I'm going to butcher his name here. Um, Hiredal. Uh, This guy, Thor Hiredal, um, was a Norwegian adventurer. And in 1947, he sailed uh, 5,000 miles across the Pacific Ocean in a hand-built raft from Purdue to Polynesia just to prove a point. Um, And (laughs) that's it. He wanted to prove a point. His point was that he believed, um, based on his research, that ancient people's... Um, from those areas could have traveled uh, long distances and settled in those faraway lands, um, which basically means that, like, uh, he was, yeah, I think he was studying, studying the uh, Polynesian people, and um, he was convinced based on interviews with them and uh, some of their features and things like that that were, um, you know, in common with other peoples in the world that he believed that uh, a long time ago that uh, people were actually able to travel. Well, long distances. I think it was from South America to Polynesia. Hmm. Uh, And all of the people at the time disagreed with him. Um, And so he decided, you know, uh, okay, well, you disagree with me. I'm going to hop in a (laughs) hand-built raft um, that was built uh, with um, materials and things that they would have had available to them at the time. So it wasn't just hand-built with modern stuff. It was stuff that those people uh, centuries ago would have had. Uh, hopped in a boat with, like, five of his closest friends, and they just headed on out. And, by the way, also, this guy was terribly afraid of uh, water uh, because he <laughs> he almost drowned when he was a kid. And so he, he was, like, deathly afraid of, like, falling in the water. But wow. But he hopped on this raft just, just to prove that he was correct about his
1: scientific theory. So, so he's probably the guy that you don't want to, like, lose an argument with. Yeah, know? yeah. Or I don't mean, don't wanna... not not lose... Yeah, you will lose. You will lose an argument with it somehow.
0: He will take it to the nth degree <laughs> right. to prove that he is correct about stuff. <laughs> He's that guy. But He's that guy. That's pretty impressive. It is, and that's why he makes number five. Um, you know, that, that's you know all those things stacked up together. Um, it's it's. I I believe I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe that most of his theories in hindsight have been proven via DNA testing to be not correct. Um, but it's still uh, an interesting, you know situation to yeah. – uh, before DNA, DNA testing to, uh, you know, hop on a boat and do anything you could to prove that your scientific theories were correct and mm-hmm. even risk your life. I mean, he definitely risked his life. There was, you know, was 5,000 miles um, to to get across there. It was a long way to go in a handmade raft full of materials like hemp rope and whatever logs they cut down on that island.
1: Uh, 5, I mean, you think of like – I don't know, like I think from Cuba – okay from cuba to florida it's like what like cuba to miami is like 200 miles something like that oh yeah i don't know probably, talking, probably probably 200 miles and this is you know that's a significant undertaking 25 times
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: on a hand-built
0: <laughs> raft which is pretty awesome yeah so uh that's the that's the contiki uh and thor well done sir Good job. Good first name. Exactly, Thor. Of course, he had to yeah, you had to be. Yeah, when you're born with a name like Thor, yeah, you got to get out there. Um, <laughs> so number four on the list is actually Matthew Webb, another name that that people probably don't recognize. Um, and uh, Matthew Webb was a, I think it was like an army captain. Um hmm. in the in the English Navy or something like that or I, I don't I don't huh. remember. Um, but he kept hearing about how no one had ever swam across the English Channel. And he decided, hey, I should swing, swim across the English Channel. Um, and apparently there have been several failed attempts. Uh, the water's very cold. Um, the distance is 22 miles. Wow. So, 22 mile swim.
1: And the English Channel, I think, is pretty choppy, too. I yeah? I it's pretty...
0: They, they, I think there's, like... nasty. Yeah. Um, I think not only is there, uh, you know, choppy waves... Mm-hmm. Uh, 22 miles, the water's cold, and apparently there are stingrays out there that could just reach up and basically kill you. Um,
1: Loch Ness Monster?
0: There could be a Loch Ness Monster out there somewhere. Leviathan? So Some, Yeah, Leviathan. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it is England, for yeah. <laughs> sakes. Um But he, he said, you know, I don't care about all that stuff. I think that somebody can swim across the English Channel, and it's going to be me. <laughs> um, and he did it. And apparently, uh, one of the interesting facts about this voyage that he went on by himself... Um, the solo voyage was that he slathered himself in porpoise oil to reduce his drag while he was swimming. Probably
1: kept him warm, too.
0: One would hope so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know porpoise? what porpoise oil entails and why he chose a porpoise. I don't know. Uh, the world will probably never know. Um, but... It's probably really, really sticky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, like... Maybe it's... Yeah, maybe it has some really particular adhered. properties that he would... Uh, anyway. Porpoise. Porpoise oil. Um... So if you're looking out there for a use for your porpoise oil, uh, <laughs> put it all over yourself. That and just sounded
1: sw- pretty wrong. <laughs> well you
0: know, you got a tin of por- porpoise oil in your back and in your garage. It's in and, your wherever you yeah. keep your
1: you can go swimming with you.
0: Um
1: so yeah, that was you know I actually I actually uh, when I when I sunbathe, yeah uh, a lot of people like, you know, coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go straight for the porpoise. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I can see you on your deck back there <laughs> just, with the porpoise oil and some big shades. Um, I definitely see that. But that would not be as interesting as swimming across English, Channel, So, okay. Which Matthew Webb did successfully. Mm-hmm. First man successfully do that. Um, there have subsequently been several people that have done it, but he was the first. You know, when you're the first person that does something like that and everybody's like, oh, no one can do that.
1: Well, yeah, like, now that that lady that recently swam, well, back to the same region, mm-hmm. again, but from Cuba to the States, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, she had a whole team with her, right. you know? He didn't have a team. No. Granted, that was a lot longer of a distance, but 22 miles yeah. is not.
0: This guy, yeah, he just, like, put his bathing, um, what, what do they call it back in the day? <laughs> <What>? Um.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: His bathing trunks on his, and... <laughs> Rubbed bathing trousers, down. yeah. His bathing <laughs> trousers rubbed himself down with porpoise oil and jumped in the English yep. Channel, and he's like, "I'll see you on the other side." Yeah. <laughs> so
1: loot some diving. exactly.
0: There you go. So Matthew Webb, good job, buddy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the next one, number three. Um, uh, this is a pretty impressive one. This is uh, Lindbergh crosses the Atlantic. So no one had ever um, crosses the Atlantic Ocean in a in a solo solo flight um, prior to when Lindbergh did it um and it's a 3600 mile flight from New York to Paris and he accomplished this in his monoplane um you know some interesting stuff from this was that like uh the plane needed to have low weight uh to to get that distance and the fuel was so heavy that he had to cut down on all of his other equipment so he actually made the flight with no brakes no radio and no parachute Wow. Um, really? Just so he just. Cowboying said, it out there. Yeah, aren't he's, he? he's like, you know what? I don't no need brakes. <laughs> I don't need any brakes.
1: <laughs> I'm just
0: going to, you know, it doesn't matter if I have brakes or not. The point part is that I get over there. I'm over the ocean. Why don't need a parachute. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, just dive in. Yeah, I just dive in the ocean. You know, and no. Ra- I mean, the most impressive thing about that is no radio. Yeah. I mean, because you start thinking about that, it's like something goes wrong, you want to be able to try to... I guess if you're out in the middle of the ocean, though, like, who are you going to radio
1: back in the day? Yeah, I mean, that's probably... Well, I don't know. This is in the 19... What did you say? What year? Did you?
0: Uh, what year was this? Uh, this? I don't know. I'm not sure what year it was. 19.
1: Uh, that's okay. Never 1920s, mind.
0: 1920s, something like that. Okay. I don't know. Um, But anyway.
1: Yeah, he had, like, a whole ticker tape parade when he came back to the states. Yeah. Um...
0: So ladies all wanted to dance with them. 1927 was the Paris flight. Um
1: 27, okay.
0: Yeah. So this is 1927 said, you know, didn't need didn't need a radio.
1: Why yeah. why need a radio?
0: I guess and, and that's, you know, I could understand, I guess. It's just it seems scary to me. Like um no parachute, no radio, no brakes. It seems like no, you know, no parachute, no radio, no brakes, no quit. You know, I'm going yeah. there no matter what.
1: Yeah, he kind of took out all, like, any excuses, I yeah. guess.
0: He's going to make it there or not. So,
1: what, I guess my question is, why Why did he decide not to have brakes on his plane?
0: Uh, because of the weight. is <laughs> it on the plane. Yeah, brakes yeah. on the plane, yeah. So, because of the weight, um, he needed oh, to have okay. a super light. Okay. Like, the only thing he, he wanted to have was enough fuel to get there, which was super heavy. So, he had to get rid of, like, everything else that was that was, you know... Um, weighing him down he had yeah. to get rid of it so. actually
1: um, his, you know you, you look back at, at the story and it, it turns out he actually flew it naked in just porpoise oil <laughs> porpoise oil yeah uh, just
0: the, for the drag right? his body just reducing yeah. that drag yeah, yeah. Uh, so porpoise oil again coming, yeah. into, coming into the fray yeah uh, um, and one of the other interesting things that I found about this whole story was that at times he flew 10,000 feet above weather and at times he flew only 10 feet over waves um, just you know, he was just skimming the water basically, Show off. trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was just bored. So he, you know, he figured, well, I'll just, I'll just fly ten feet over one. Um, and it was a th- thirty-three hour trip. So, um, he also had to combat you know fatigue and and, and going trying to the bathroom, to go to the bathroom, probably trying not to fall asleep. Um,
1: how would you do that?
0: They said head pan. They said, yeah, I don't know. Um, probably,
1: yeah, probably,
0: I don't know. I think he probably he probably didn't care he's probably just like i oh, just <laughs> go just it'll go. be warm yeah just go man porpoise oil just go man let's go I got I gotta stop we're going to the bathroom just go man
1: oh
0: uh, that sure is
1: warm
0: so yeah Huh. an exceptional an exceptional adventure, Lindbergh was wow. yeah, incredible, um so salute that guy mm-hmm. um very impressive, okay, so number two on the list of top five uh manliest expeditions of all time, and of course, no list could be um complete without Sir Edmund Hillary right and his scaling of Mount everest mm-hmm. um and this took place in 1953, um, was it, he was the first one to done it, obviously, again, this is a situation where somebody did something, um, and, and, it's been repeated several times since, but when you're the first person to do it, um, you know, it's one of those situations where everybody says, you can't do that, you can't do that, and then one person proves it can be done, and then he has a lot of, uh, people following him, but, um, Edmund Hillary was a New Zealand bee farmer, um. And uh he just decided one day I'm gonna be a mountain climber. And that's what he did. Um and the the most impressive mountain that he could climb was it was was Everest and so that was his goal. Um and so in nineteen fifty three him and his Sherpa Tenzig Norway um made it to the top of Everest. And they were actually pursued by a second group of climbers. Um, that were trying to yeah. accomplish the same feat. Um, but unfortunately, those second that second group had to turn back only 300 feet from the top of the mountain.
1: But how many days is that? Because when you get to know. the top, though, I mean, it's like...
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of of mountain climbing. It, it might have been several days of climbing, 300 feet. Who knows? Uh, because once you get up there, yeah. I don't know if they try to rush as quickly as they can to the top, or they just take their time and try to get up there. Because I know that like it starts to have an effect on your body, um, and you know
1: well like the altitude and the yeah the um you know the extreme extreme cold
0: yeah uh so I don't know but um Hillary and and Tanzania, Norway were the first people to make it up to the top of Everest and wow. I, I believe I don't know it's one of the highest points in the in the country right or the highest
1: uh it's the tallest in the world right the tallest in the world right it's the top of the world they, they man call it the I top feel of the world. I feel dumb now I don't know I should know this
0: we should know this. Uh, we don't what? know this. Okay, hold on. A second. Okay, Glenn's gonna look this up. I, we we think it's the, t- the highest point in the in the world. Maybe. Um, <laughs> which, enough. which you know,
1: um, it's still impressive. It is still is. I'll get the Either exact way. Way. dimensions here. Yeah, yeah, We're gonna get we're gonna the exact um,
0: height so that you guys can understand. The,
1: it's the highest mountain on Earth, right? Um, so twenty nine thousand feet.
0: Okay. So it is the highest point
1: right. in the world. Yes.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Twenty nine thousand
1: feet. Wow. Uh, for a reference, um, like nearby Pike's Peak in Colorado is fourteen thousand. So wow, over twice as tall. Jeez, that is not. I've climbed. I've climbed all the way to the top and down. Yeah. Uh, no, not down. Just up. And you take it. A... Somebody picked us right. up and drove us down, but that was a that was a haul. And I had, you know, like, modern, you know.
0: Yeah. This is a 1953. I right. Mean, yeah. The equipment would have been... But I guess what, what kind of equipment do you really need? You need? Stuff to, like...
1: Well, let's see. In Star Wars, yeah, they... Uh, uh, it was in a Tauntaun that they kind of hollowed ta- out yeah. and they slept in that. that's true. So you don't really need so to no, take they, a tent.
0: They, yeah, they don't have a Tauntaun. <laughs> Uh, if they had a tauntaun, they could just slit Tam-tam, it open. The- yeah, no, it's tauntaun. Right okay, here. yeah, yeah. And then slit it open, and then like sleep in that for a couple nights, and then just run to the top. All right, this Separate.
1: is this is this is going to be a little out there, right? Yeah. Uh, but bear, so this this comes full circle. I promise. Mm. Bear Grills, who is oh yeah, okay. often often on gentlemen mm-hmm. uh, for doing. Well, I shouldn't say often. He's on there every now and again, but n- most recently probably for his his Gerber knives that he that he has like a. Oh, okay. Set. But he's like this... I guess he's probably the modern equivalent of an adventurer. Yeah. But he was the youngest guy ever to climb Mount Everest. Really? And um, he's done lots of other things. But has TV show uh, that I loved when it was out called... Um, oh, gosh. Uh, just blanked on the name. Uh, Man vs. Wild. Okay. Man vs. Um yeah. It's great. Great show. And then it kind of came out that... So basically, the premise of the show is that...
0: They drop him off somewhere. They drop
1: him off. He has to find his way back mm-hmm. and he's got a cameraman with him. Well... It turns out uh, it wasn't quite as rough as they made it look like yeah. he would go at night and stay in, like, a spa. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then, yeah. it wasn't like... It was like a four-star hotel down the yeah, way. literally. Yeah. Like, he would go, and then, like, he'd wake up in the tent and be like, Oh, man, it was such a rough <laughs> night. Oh, I slept on this rock. And, oh, the shiatsu massage just wasn't quite the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, but anyway, so Bear Grylls... Youngest guy I ever climbed Mount Everest, um, and uh, oh, I said this had a point. It Mount did. Everest.
0: It was supposed to. He's the youngest guy that. But no, a, but there's something. There's else. a
1: full full circle. Oh, oh, the the ton-ton. Mm-hmm. So he uh, in one of his episodes. So after after yeah. So in one of his episodes, he's in the desert somewhere, and there is a he comes across a uh, a camel. I think it was a camel, and he's like, to 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 prove that you can do this, he hollowed it out. A camel? Yeah, and tried to sleep in it, but he was just like retching the whole time he was in the thing because it smelled so bad. Wow,
0: I was gonna say because <coughs> they'd be able to do that
1: because yeah, they, uh... they his team found like a. Uh, a camel. Mm. And so okay. that was a weird episode. He drank like his own urine. And <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, Bear really took it up a notch. That. <laughs> it must have been after all that stuff came yeah. out. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah? yeah. I can do this at a four-star hotel. I'm going to go sleep in a camel. I mean, seriously, like, I don't even, maybe that was, there was one where he, uh, I'm not even going to say it. It's this not for children, but he, he managed to find some. Water-like substance out of something that you just don't <laughs> drink or ever try to find. You don't. You try to avoid it at all costs. This dude is in the middle of no. Anyway, so yeah. we're we're straying off here. Okay, but we're straying off. Sir Edmund off. Hillary. Sir Edmund Hillary. We, we just lost all our listeners. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Um, Those three people. We. There goes mom. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, well, all right. <clears throat> anyway, Edmund Hillary, you're a champ. Yeah. And also he. He has a tent line.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: I, I, do they still have the tent? I, I think so. I, I used to have
0: an Edmund Hillary tent. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good tent. I never took it to Everest, but um, when I took it to, you know, the freezing tundras of uh, Lawrence, Kansas, it worked <laughs> It worked flawlessly. So he mm-hmm. makes a good tent, too. <sighs> um, and tanzig Norway because he, he kind of gets... Uh, kind of gets He doesn't get the... Ignore, sorry. tanzig Norway uh tanzig norgay he doesn't get the same kind of press okay
1: i I thought it said norway the first time i was like wow what a crazy name
0: no tanzig norgay that's his name that's Uh, not much better well i'm just saying yeah yeah Uh, it's still odd the guy he he helped him get up there and it's always edmund hillary but you know yeah he had some help so um okay and number one uh you know on this list we're going to recap real quick just so you guys can look this stuff up and and I know you're interested in doing that, and you will. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a test on it later. The Contiki at number five. Mm-hmm. Matthew Webb swims across the English Channel at number four. Yep. Uh, Lindbergh crosses the Atlantic at number three. Sir Edmund Hillary uh, scales Mount Everest with tanzig Norway uh, at number two. And number one, um, with a bullet, is the Apollo 11 moon landing,
1: oh, which, of course, is right.
0: the ultimate... Uh, expedition um yep. you know all these other things took place on earth um and this was a crazy crazy um expedition to the moon um you know i was kind of like looking through some stuff about this and uh you know what really struck me about this was like all the stuff that could have gone wrong with this whole plan i mean this all this stuff was untested um you know i was reading about stuff and they were saying like engine failure they could have been they could have been stranded on the moon um it could like their their craft could have not even made it to the moon. They could have been just like lost in space. Um which are, you know, incredibly frightening prospects. Um mm. they could have been burned alive on reentry by solar radiation. Um <laughs> there's a lot of things that could've gone wrong. Um their and their onboard navigation computer only had uh seventy four kilobits of memory at the time. So seventy four kilobytes of memory. Um, wow. So that was the tech that they were working I with. I think to the make JavaScript
1: this. that runs gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It yeah, like around 74. Yeah. Right. And that was their navigation system. <laughs> so basically like everything could have gone wrong. Um, and these guys like bravely like stepped in and said, no, we're, we're going to the moon. I don't care if we, you know, get adrift in space for the rest of our lives, which wouldn't have been very long because it would have died. Or burned to a crisp. Burned to a crisp. Or... or it left on the moon. Stranded on the moon. Stranded on the moon. I don't know. Maybe they had a contingency, like, rescue plan where they send some more people up to try to get him off the moon.
1: Maybe, but you don't, don't want to know. be those guys either. No, Like <laughs> those guys are stuck up there. No, I'm out. I'm not good. Wait, with that. so you're saying that the way that we <laughs> first guys, that they was yeah, how are we going to get back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know we can get there. No,
0: but there was a, there was so much tech involved with this whole deal. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about their spacesuits. They didn't know until they stepped out onto the moon that mm-hmm. they were actually going to work. I mean, just stuff like that. But these guys bravely were able to to get that done
1: yeah antidote uh with the paul 11 trip Mm -hmm. uh you talked about being burnt to crisp crisp on Mm reentry. actually one of the one of the lesser known pieces of technology that they used to make sure that the craft itself didn't just burst into flame Mm -hmm. was they slathered it in porpoise oil oil. yeah porpoise oil oil. so um okay
0: (laughs) yeah so again the tech was a little bit shifty at the time right Mm-hmm. Porpoise oil had been proven in the mm-hmm. English Channel right. experiment, yeah. and so then we knew that... Naked
1: Charles Lindbergh. Naked Charles approved it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we had the Apollo 11 mm-hmm. that was actually slathered in porpoise oil. Yeah. So thankfully for that, they made it back. Um, you know. uh, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the mo- that's the like the ultimate um, expedition uh, to the moon. I mean, to the moon. Yeah. Nothing nothing better than that. Nothing could probably eclipse that ever. Just based on like the low technology they had at the time and um, I can't even imagine, you know, what those guys I mean, those some brave guys.
1: Well right I mean if you think about it's no surprise that there is the whole did we really land on the moon? Oh, you yeah. know, because of yeah. you think of all the things that could have gone wrong yeah. and the things that were just kinda like mm-hmm. eh? Yeah, there's a there's a remarkable contingent of people out
0: there that believe that actually. I mean, as as far as I understand, they believe that we actually didn't land on the moon at that time. Like it was just filmed, and yeah. um, I think well, it's weird. I think I think some people believe that we did land on the moon, but the footage was actually filmed um, here on in the states to promote it, and it wasn't really filmed on the moon. Um, there's some weird. I don't know. There's something about that. I don't know. But I huh. uh, I love the fact that uh, was it Buzz Aldrin, I believe, that, that somebody uh, came up to him and was like forcefully like asking him about how he staged the moon landing and Buzz Aldrin didn't say a thing, he just knocked the guy out. And he was like <laughs> he was like seventy years old or something like that. And <laughs> he just he just knocked the guy out.
1: Yeah. Was just I, like, of all the people to like pick a fight with.
0: Oh man. I mean he's am not American,
1: gonna pick one with an astronaut.
0: He's an American hero. I mean it yeah. I mean uh so so anyway, um, yeah, the ultimate, the ultimate, um, expedition yeah. that you could possibly go on, um, go on the moon and back on 1950s technology, basically. Um.
1: that's yeah, pretty cool.
0: So yeah, that's our gentleman
1: top five for this, least, for this
0: week, um, yeah, so check all those, check all those expeditions out. There's a lot more facts about them that we couldn't talk about that I was, you know, Totally intrigued by, but it um, those are the those those are the top five the top expeditions five. of all time. So it was a good list. It was a good list. It was. It was. Um, okay. So now we have um, our, our final segment, which is uh, questions from the gentleman mailbag. <laughs> um, so we had several thousand questions. S- yeah, you guys did a great job. Of yeah, exactly. It. <clears throat> there was, uh, you know, it was tough to kind of sift through all of them, <laughs> but we were able to nail down a few that we. Um, that would be really appreciated. Um, and it's amazing because we get thousands of questions from our listeners, but we only have four listeners. We, we only have three or three and a half. Right, and and we
1: actually this isn't published yet, so it's no, even yeah. more amazing. So it's in the future,
0: and then we have... These are retroactively... Yeah, questions. There's a lot of tech involved. There's a lot of tech. More uh, tech than there was in the 60s for the right. it,
1: We have like 90K.
0: Yeah, 90K. Uh, uh, 90 kilobytes of memory for this.
1: No, it's funny because Brian... <clears throat> Brian was talking to me about the gentleman mailbag, <laughs> you know, right before the episode, before we started recording. It's mm-hmm. like, what do you think of these? And I said, okay. And so I really have, not I mean, he he listed them off, but we've I've had no time to think about right. them. Right. These are these are very off the cuff. So this I, is, yeah, it's going to be kind of like rapid fire, like right.
0: I haven't had time to think about them either because I just I just opened up the gentleman mailbag <laughs> and I oh, okay I pulled out okay. four of the the thousands of envelopes are and you, I
1: who can eat like some music
0: yeah like,
1: mailbag exactly right. <laughs>
0: So yeah, I, you know, it's literally okay. a, a chock full of letters and okay. I just picked out the first four that okay. I saw and right. these are the four questions that right. people were wanting to know. So I figured we just, we just talk about them. Okay. Um, so we're going to get started with this. It's a, uh, right off the bat, this is a, uh, this is a very personal question. Okay. What is the lamest job that you've ever had?
1: Ooh. Um, well, uh, I was a, I was a, and I actually don't think it's that lame. In the, in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. But I was, a, um, I was a burger artist. You were a burger artist? At, at Sonic. At uh, Sonic. Oh, yeah. You, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I learned a lot of life lessons working at Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still love Sonic. I love their food. <laughs> and, and this <laughs> is after, like, that's n- good to know. numerous grease spills. Well, that, that's good to know because
0: sometimes it, it's always a bad sign when somebody works at some restaurant and they're like... like I use the term restaurant loosely, yeah. but, uh, some, some, you know, place and they're like, don't ever eat there. Yeah. You know,
1: they start, like you mentioned the name yeah, and just like start dry heating. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, no, it's good that you say that you still enjoy their
1: food. Yeah. I actually, um, we actually make the, the onion rings like in the morning. Oh like, yeah. Like if you open, like it's, it's actually kind of like cool because the, as well as cool as it can be, I guess, <laughs> but you, uh, you know, you're like double breading these, you know, uh, yeah. onion rings and. Um, there's I guess they use, um, uh, like vanilla ice cream powder or something in the onion ring batter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, Yeah. it's definitely the, it's definitely the lamest job I've ever had. The quote unquote lamest job. uh, You know, actually maybe it ties for that time where I worked construction for two summers and all I did was like sweep things and Mm. pick things up for people. The Sonic, the Sonic ones.
0: You know, I, it's very, like you pay less. That's the thing. It, it, lamest is kind of like what you you know. I, yeah, it's not a good term for it. It's, it's, it's not, basically. It's yeah. not
1: like the pinnacle of your. Yeah, it's not what you strive. Yeah, exactly. You know, like,
0: it's like what's your god? Just yeah. gotta
1: be a burger artist. Yeah, you know exactly. Oh, okay. So, but
0: other than that, good good job.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was a good job. I yeah. even actually got a tip one time. So did you
0: did you roller skate out and stuff like no, that? No, no, no. I, I was oh. a cook. I was. Oh, you were the cook. Oh, okay. you were the. I. I you're the chef. Right. You're the chef. You're I was.
1: I was the man behind the presentation.
0: Okay. Right. right. So you were the, you're the, you're the figurehead. Right. I was kind of like a sous chef.
1: Yeah. Um, no, no, it was, it was, no, it was more like, yeah. Yeah. It was very simple. Okay. Very simple job.
0: Right. All right. So you just assembled the, the various components. Yep. Yep. Okay. I did.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, um, uh, you know, drop, drop fries in a fryer and drop it down and pull them back out and,
0: uh, what else? Assemb- did you like hand assemble the burgers and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, the, the patties are frozen. Right. You just mm-hmm. toss them on the grill and. You're,
0: oh, they and you're... use frozen patties then.
1: Wait. Oh. Should this, I not say yeah. That? I
0: don't know. Ooh, is, I don't. This. You might be giving too much away. Sonic might. See um. Us now.
1: They may have been frozen. No. Yeah. They were definitely frozen. Oh, okay. Uh. Because you could throw. Them, I mean. Uh, hypothetically, you could throw them as frisbees. <laughs> um. <clears throat> from across okay. the room.
0: Right. Um, anyway. Well, we don't want Sonic to sue us, so I would like to say that at this time, um, you should go out and get a pretzel <laughs> hot dog from Sonic.
1: I've actually been really curious about what those, what those taste like. Yeah. uh I'm sure that they're very good, Glenn. Yeah. I'm sure they are, too. Yeah. <laughs> not never frozen.
0: Um, never. Never frozen uh, pretzel hot dogs. Check them out. Yeah. They're new from Sonic and yeah. delicious, even though I, I'm not exactly sure if they are or not, but I'm sure they are. Um, anyway. Uh so my my lamest job is probably a tie. I I have a couple of of lame jobs that I okay. had when I was in college. Um and uh the first one is is probably a worked concessions um at K State um, basketball game? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I did that for about six months. Um, Do they sell alcohol there? Like no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. I didn't know if they did. No, I work as a, I was. I Soju? was. Soju? I was slinging. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I was slinging nachos <laughs> and hot dogs. <laughs> slinging. Yeah.
1: Nachos. I.
0: You know. It was. Uh, it was an interesting. It was an interesting Ooh. gig. It was. It was pretty lame. I mean, I had to wear like a K State basketball hat. You know, or just yeah, K State baseball hat. You know, like. Wait,
1: did you? Did you flip the switch and? No, 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 reverse?
0: no, no, no. It was it was straight up. Oh, okay. And, you know, you had to wear like a K State polo or something like that, oh. and, and you're serving nachos to people, and you know, whatever. I I think the worst part of it was is that I would like see people that I knew, and I'd have to like be serving them their nachos hey, and stuff like that. Kenny. yeah, 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 exactly. So I was you like want jalapenos. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like the, the attractive like girl of yeah. my class. You know, it's oh. like. Oh, hey, you. you want to, I'm a nacho server. Extra cheese. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> Could I get you some, you know, some peanuts with that yeah. for free? On me. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so there's huh. that. The other one that I did uh, was a delivery driver for Little Caesars. Um, that was my other job. That was pretty...
1: Did you also have to wear a hat?
0: I did. There was another... There, yeah, and I still have my Little Caesars hat. Really? Yeah, I do. Oh, I still have man. that, which is awesome, actually.
1: Dude, I, I bring that up because... the. In my uniform, because you brought up the uniform, up. that no. was the lamest part of the job, right? The yeah. Uniform. But because I worked over a fryer, right? Oh, this this smell—you cannot. There's no amount of bleach. There's nothing <sighs> that will get that greasy smell up. <laughs> but my hat was just raunchy. I mean, it was the worst. <laughs> I don't know how to describe how bad this hat was. It was like a, it was like hot, right? So you're yeah. sweating. So you got like sweaty, greasy like sonic. I, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, but Little Caesars summer. Little Caesars was fun. Um it was, you know, I was a delivery driver, so I would like take deliveries out, but then I had to do little stuff around the kitchen and stuff like that oh, in, yeah. in the meantime. Um, but it, I mean, all in all, it was a pretty good job. It was, yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely had, uh, I definitely had circumstances where I felt really lame being a delivery driver for Little Caesars.
1: Do you have any crazy st- My brother, my brother was a delivery driver for mm. Pizza Hut and he yeah. had some crazy stories.
0: Well, there, there are a few crazy stories that I have that I, I don't know how appropriate they are for the uh, oh, podcast air. Wow. Um, you know, Ooh, let's I, keep it clean. Let here. me, yeah, I'll, I'll relate one crazy story that really wasn't that crazy, but okay. this is why I actually, one of the reasons why I actually quit this job Oh, was that I was driving a, um, I was driving a, God, it was a, it was an old Honda CRX. So it was just yep. a, I don't know what you're about. yeah, it's like an old, I mean, this is an old school, um, car, you know, like everybody had that car. Yeah. But it yeah. was mid eighties car, but this would have been in like the late nineties or whatever. And, um. So I was driving this really crappy, rusted-out Honda CRX, and I was driving it to um, deliver pizzas in. And it was really smart, actually, because the miles per gallon was, like, huge. Uh, and I was, you know, so I was making good money doing it. I remember you could, like, fill up a tank for, like, 10 bucks or something uh. like that. Anyway, so the point is, like, so I was driving this car, and I remember I pulled up to this house, and it was, like, a really... It wasn't a... It was not a very nice neighborhood. It was, like, the place where all the... like, I mean, it was a cheap... Like, the houses were cheap over there. People weren't making very much money and everything. And I, I pulled up into the driveway, delivered the guy's pizza, and he gave me, like, a 50-cent tip or something like that mm-hmm. on, like, a $15 pizza or something, getting, like, a 50-cent 50, 50 tip. And he looks at – he he reaches out, he looks at my car, and he says, keep the change. It looks like you need it more than I do. Wow. Uh, and it was a very humiliating kind of exchange. Wow. That, I, I was already kind of like feeling like I needed to go do something else. And then like when that happened, I was like, okay, you know, and that, the, the, the thing is like when, if you, if you've never worked in like a, a, a food yep. type scenario,
1: yeah
0: if the customer says something to like that to you, yeah. even though you want to tell them to like, you know, even when we like want to take that 50 cents and like throw it in his face and then knock the guy out, you've got to like sit there and say, thank you very much for this tip. Well, yes, I do need this. Yes, for, yeah, I do th- I do need this 50 cents very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Very generous. Yeah, exactly. So, that was one of the situations that led me to the And there but there are a couple other situations that I got as a delivery driver. You do you like you go to people's houses and there's always something weird going on at people's houses and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do have a few stories but um probably nothing I should probably mention here.
1: Oh, just right. in case.
0: Well. Oh. So anyway, that was the lamest job that I have ever had. Okay. Um yeah. Um, but I, I do... I still like Little Caesars. I do still like... Like, you like Sonic. Do you get I the still, hot and ready? Uh, I they, they changed their format in the last... Okay. Because you used to be able to order whatever from Little Caesars, but now it's like the hot and ready, and it's like only like two pizzas. And I don't understand that whole deal. It's
1: like an oven pizza. It's like yeah. a micro. I mean, not yeah. a microwave.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they still, they still run it through the oven, but it's just very limited. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I used to enjoy Little Caesars pizza, um, and I still do, but mm-hmm. they've changed their format, so... Yeah. You know, whatever. But, anyway oh yeah one more thing about Little Caesars is like back in the day they used to have all these crazy kind of pizzas they had like the football pizza
1: I remember that yeah the football pizza
0: <laughs> and like the, the pizza by the foot yeah it was like a very long yep like slender pizza Yeah, they had all kinds of like little specialty pizzas like every every month they had a different like special pizza that they were serving out so um, I hated awesome. that as a delivery driver Because you had like a, like the pizza by the foot was like four feet long or something, and it was like hanging out the back of my CRX or whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so at least least they
0: were, they used to be, they went the opposite direction because they used to, yeah, used to do all kinds of stuff. And now they, no
1: customizing, no
0: customizing. Okay. So this one is, this is a Thanksgiving question. This is very topical for us at this time, Uh, in the future, in the past. I don't know. Um, But uh, this is,
1: (laughs) yeah. This
0: is what. What's your favorite and least favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, what's okay. your What's your favorite and least favorite
1: Thanksgiving food? Favorite Thanksgiving. I love. I. I it's really, <clears throat> probably. Uh, okay, it's a toss up. Right. My mom mm-hmm. makes these incredible homemade rolls. Oh, they're right. just oh <laughs> yeah, so good. But pumpkin pie. Mm. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah. Wait. No. Hang on. Apple pie, I don't know. Pumpkin apple pie. Okay, one of those. A pie. One of those two. I like. I, yeah. I would say the pie. Right. And then for least favorite, that's tough. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something bad. Uh, something with coconut. Not. A, I don't like. No.
0: is Somebody making something for coconut with, for your. <laughs> I don't skating? know.
1: Maybe maybe it's in Hawaii. I don't know. <clears> throat> no,
0: throat> yeah.
1: Like I don't like the shredded dry coconut. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. And you must have at some point had something that had coconut on it for Thanksgiving. I'm not sure.
1: No, I'm just thinking of things I don't like. Mm. Just like two things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. I See, don't know.
1: That's I, I'm not very good on
0: the the least favorite. Understandable. But, because like Thanksgiving is a very family-oriented holiday, and your family's cooking the food. And you never want to come up here on the podcast, which, you know, somebody, like oh, the man. third person that's listening to They're this. They're all listening right now. Half of... The the half of the person that's listening to this might come back to some relative and say, Glenn hated your coconut soup that you made for Thanksgiving. Um,
1: Somebody made a peanut soup one time. It was actually really really? good. Yeah. Yeah, It's like an African dish. Wow. I don't know. All right.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Man, your family is like way more worldly than Oh,
1: man. It's pretty... Well... Yeah. It was pretty good. It was good.
0: Um, So with me, like I'd have to say my favorite... uh, How would my favorite be... I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say it's gonna. It's like a particular food. I say the. Well, I'm gonna have to do a dual favorite. Okay, I um, did it. Which is, the stuffing and the gravy. Oh, okay. Which is a little bit weird because, like, you know, it's yeah. Uh, you know, people might say like turkey or mashed right. potatoes and gravy or right. whatever, but I'm saying like the gravy as a whole. Every time like I have a Thanksgiving dinner. I always take the gravy and I, like, pour it over everything. Yes. Like, it's just, it's more like a soup <laughs> than an actual, like... Pestles, Thanksgiving. Uh, gravy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, I need, like, a whole tub of it. Um,
1: no, which, which kind of gravy?
0: It's brown gravy. Brown gravy, yeah. okay. So, brown gravy all over everything. And I, I don't know what it is, but I really like stuffing. I really, I don't know where that came in or what, at some point, somebody made a really good stuffing and I really enjoyed it. Um, but I really, I really like that part so of it. So,
1: let me ask you this. Yeah. As a stuffing connoisseur. hmm My, uh, my wife's grandma Mm -hmm. makes this, what I think is awesome stuffing. Okay. It has like sausage in it. Really? It's unbelievable. It has sausage and, uh, you know, general stuffing stuff. But the main thing is like that she adds that's unique is sausage. Interesting. It's like a, it's like a meal.
0: I'd have to, yeah. I'd have to, t- I'd have to hear, I'd have to taste that. I don't it's know. not stovetop. Yeah, this
1: is this is like.
0: No, I'm a fan of the the homemade stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. At some point in my life, some people have made homemade stuffing. Not the stovetop stuff. I don't. I don't dislike the stove top stuff, but this this stuff is like homemade, like yeah. bread stuffing. Sure. And it's yeah. I didn't know how much I love stuffing until I tasted it. <laughs> so so okay. that that'd be my favorite. I think my least favorite uh, stuff would probably be. Um, I was thinking about this. I think it's cranberry sauce. Really? Cranberry sauce is kind of condi- like a traditional Thanksgiving thing. And I don't have a. Like, I don't. What, I don't know even, like, what, are you supposed to just spoon it in your mouth? No, or, like, no, where no, are you, no, no, no. This is, you- this
1: is the problem, Brian. I, think, I don't think you give it a fair shot.
0: What's it supposed to go on? The turkey. Oh, no. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 It's no. good. No. It's supposed to go on the turkey? Yeah. Are you
1: serious? Oh, yeah. No, you can't. Okay, not with the gravy. It's like one <laughs> of the. <laughs> okay, I know you put gravy on everything. Uh, so, you, it sounds—I uh, had no idea that that's what that was for. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad I to think know that. So. I mean, that's what I. I mean, that's. What, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, right? Uh, I don't what know. else could it be used for? You just don't uh, eat. The that's a good question. Yeah, I always wondered why there was always cranberries. I was always out. told it was to put on or w- eat with the turkey. Like it's a compliment to the turkey. Wow, it's awesome. It makes a turkey way better if you're now. All right, not in your gravy boat land, but like if you got if you've got just straight up dry turkey and you add some cranberry sauce to it, it makes it ten times better.
0: I don't I don't think I could do that. Oh, Brian! Man, I, uh, yeah. Oh, it's no cute. way, no way. You just don't
1: like cranberries. Cranberry like and meat. Fruit, fruit? It's cranberry
0: meat. It's weird. Like I what?
1: mean, there's what, tomato. Tomato is a fruit. Tomato on your burger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a stretch. Your, yeah, you're stretching it, but it's starting to make some sense. I mean, to me, okay uh
1: pork wait look at ketchup ketchup on a burger there you go okay but like you have like pork pork and apples go together really well alright okay I can see that I'm All just right. saying
0: okay well we'll leave it you gotta at try it at least once I don't know if uh, I can uh, separately yeah me,
1: right you put them together
0: okay wow alright okay so maybe maybe I'm wrong about that's that that's one man's opinion um, one man's opinion uh, I may be wrong alright well we'll next Thanksgiving I'll I'll try to remember to put some cranberry sauce on my turkey um. Oh yeah, refill. I'm a slight I refill. There you
1: go. Probably. Yeah. Call that good. Okay. Perfect.
0: So, do you, uh, so do you. So you. Uh, <laughs> so.
1: So you. What were your. Uh... So wait. What? You calling?
0: Okay. Uh, anyway. anyway. Um. Okay. Next one. Um. So this is this is a good one. Um. Uh. If you were a pro wrestler if you're kind of assuming that we're not at this point right if you were a pro wrestler uh which of your pro wrestling peers would you choose for your si- for your tag team
1: all right initially i heard this and i thought no is this like luchador like uh, no this this is this, this is, is like, like WWE. W- this is like WWE. this is american <laughs> all right this uh, is american pro wrestling uh yeah it would have to be randy the the hitman uh
0: Randy Macho Man Savage.
1: Macho Man, not Hitman. Wait, wait, wait. Which one is it? It's been a while since I've dabbled in the old... Randy Macho Man Savage is... Uh... He was one of the tassels, right? Yeah, the yeah, tassels. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And he was... He, he, was yeah. he was in his, like... I think he was wrestling for, like, 60 years or something like that. I mean, around. he was, like... His skin was, like, leather from the tanning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but several incarnations. Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh,
1: wait. Can I change my answer? Okay, sure. Okay, I just yeah. I just had... I just. Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he passed away. But this is this is uh, both uh, posthumous and okay. Um, good. Yeah. You either didn't way, die in of the all ring. time. No, he didn't die in the ring. Randy the Mach Mont- or uh, Andre the Giant. Um, unfortunately, yes. You know, very big man. Um, Large man. Yeah, and I think that eventually his his weight is what got him. You know. Um, yeah. But what was impressive about that guy was that he was so like massive, yet he was able to like lumber around the ring all those like for yeah. years, yeah. And he he did it very well.
1: Successful acting career.
0: He was. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he in what, what movie? Princess Bride. Princess
1: Bride. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good actor.
1: Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. He was I in the movie. That.
0: But yeah. <laughs> I could see that. So it could be it'd be Glenn Stansberry and Andre the Giant. versus... I just like
1: hanging out between his legs. Yeah, like.
0: <laughs> and like yeah, doing splits yeah. and like punching. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. What about you? Uh, so it'd be Andre the Giant and Glenn Stansberry. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what your wrestling name would be. Um, uh, the Liberator. The Liberator. <laughs> Stansberry Glenn. Okay. So it'd be uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, versus uh, Brian McKinney, I think I have to do this. is This is old school. This is real old school, and I'm I'm really torn here. But this guy is legendary, um, and his name is the Ultimate Warrior. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Ultimate Warrior uh, is an old school wrestling guy. I was trying to decide between this guy and Hulk Hogan because okay. Hulk Hogan's kind of the, the you know typical like right. the the guy that you think of. But.
1: Upon the examination of the galaxies
0: of space. Images begin to appear. Images of strange and powerful horses. But of all the forces in the universe, the two most powerful, Hulk Hogan, and the ultimate warrior. Prepare to explode. Champion versus champion,
1: title for title. It's the ultimate challenge, it's WrestleMania.
0: The Ultimate Warrior back in the day was this crazy guy. I don't think he ever lost a match. I don't know what happened to him. I'm not exactly sure. But he wore like <laughs> crazy war paint on and he was insane. And he like had like ties around his biceps. Yeah. And he just, you know, you know like Permatan. Like, permatan. Super tough guy, you know, always mm-hmm. kicking ass. So that, that, the Ultimate Warrior, I think, would be my, uh, that that'd be my. Ultimate you think
1: technique. it was a tanning technology back then that kind of did these guys in eventually? <laughs>
0: it, like, it could have been like not the, like I don't know. if It's like put them in a giant microwave or, or something. The yeah. Or voids. Yeah, steroids or something like that. I don't know. It wasn't like, a good yeah. time for yeah
1: those things.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. That, so uh, yeah, Ultimate Warrior. Could cool him up. He's a, I, a little known uh, wrestling hero of your of your <laughs> of your. <yore. laughs> <laughs> but under the giant's a solid choice.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. pretty interesting.
0: Okay, so, all right, we got that figured out. That's good to mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and so, final question. Yep, Glenn, mm-hmm. if your house was burning to the ground and all your family and your pets and everything that was alive was safe, okay, but you had a couple seconds okay. to grab one personal possession, mm-hmm. what would it be?
1: Well, let's see here. I think I would. Oh, that's a toss-up. I think I would grab. Actually, this is a. I think practically I would grab my computer just because. Okay, right. But that's not a very. That's not a good answer. Right. That's yeah. not a good answer. So I would grab. Um, I was given by my, uh, my grandpa, his grandpa's, and grandma's birth certificate. Oh, I, wow! I think I showed you that um mm-hmm. it's in my hanging up in my office yeah it's like this uh probably in the i want to say the early 1900s um yeah uh hand hand painted birth certificate like yeah uh, no sorry wedding certificate yeah um as old school frame around it that i don't know how old it is but right um i don't think it's like it came with or anything but it's right. probably from the 60s or 50s or right like that. uh just you know significant family yeah uh I, I, I just I don't know I, I love it it's my it's one of my favorite things so
0: yeah huh? that's a good choice I mean and that's gonna make me seem like an ass <laughs> but uh, no 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 because I
1: don't have any I don't have
0: any family heirlooms like that I really don't have, no I don't think not here I mean all my yeah. it seems like all my sure. family stuff is like at my dad's sure. house or something like that so I don't have anything like yeah. that um, so if I had to if I had, if I had to like grab one thing and like like we said computer withstanding because right. computer is kind of it has all your data on it. You it's like your wallet. That. So we'll just yeah. assume that you would like grab that and right. shoulder it on your way out. Right, right, right. And then there's right. one more thing you could grab. Um, I would probably go with. I probably go with. I probably go with the guitar. I would probably ah, grab one yeah. of my one of my guitars, and uh, because most of my guitars I've had since I was. Yeah, twelve, fourteen, sixteen years old, and they got a lot of memories with them. Yeah. So I would probably try to grab one of those on the way out, and then bust it out of there. Um, that's a tough call though, because yeah. you know I have some photo albums and stuff like that. Yeah, that I would. It's kind of like one of those Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure deals where he's yeah. in the well, he's in the um, he goes in the pet house and it's like on fire. And he, like, keeps going in there to grab stuff, you know? Because like he starts with, like, the most appealing animals, and then he ends up with the snakes, you know? If I had, like... I would, like, grab the guitars first, and then, like, I'd run back in and try to, like, grab my photo albums, and then, like, I'd end up... Okay. Yeah, coming out Order with toilet paper or something like that. Toilet paper. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It would depend on how much time I had. But hopefully yeah. I had a little bit of time to grab a couple of different things. I don't know. Yeah. So... Huh. Anyway. Okay. So, Yeah. There All right that's go. that's so that's the that's the answer to the questions um and the answer to the soju oh is man is that uh it's uh the consensus is it's refreshing
1: um it potent potent um and yeah, pretty much Refreshing and potent yeah is probably what I would I think it's just kind of one of those sneaky drinks where sneaky drinks it just kind of sneaks up on you yes okay. Well, that'll do it for episode three of, general of the general podcast. Yes. Uh, Glenn
0: and I are going to have some more soju and uh, talk about uh, manly expeditions. And yeah, and porpoise plan our oil next one and porpoise oil.
1: Porpoise oil. Oh. Okay, what? what that smells like?
0: I don't know. Uh. I haven't slathered myself in a while. For <laughs> um, anyway,
1: go wrestle in it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's what we'll be doing. Um,
1: Stop. <laughs> not really company.
0: yeah this 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 has gone in a weird direction yeah. uh, which is a good time for us to say thanks for listening thank you yes and uh, we will catch you next time on the Gentleman Podcast yep that was a terrible <laughs> <laughs> not you
1: I thought, I thought me thought, going
0: okay. yep yep <laughs> but seriously we will yeah. catch you next time on the Gentleman Podcast for Glenn Stansberry I'm Brian McKinney and uh, we'll catch you on episode 4 if you still like us